0: Episode thirty six of the Press Pass podcast, presented by the Press Republican. Hanging out with staff writer Kara Chapman. I am sports editor Joey Lafranca. No Mackenzie Delisle because she decided to take the day oh. off and ruin our and ruin our rhythm right off the bat. But <laughs> quick hits is here. But you just have me and Kara today to start things off. Kara, how are you?
1: I am okay. Joey, how are you?
0: Not too bad. I think um, I've really been like enjoying the the nice weather of late. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to get a little. Uh, a little gloomy here for these next couple of days but I've been getting out going for walks each day before work and um mm-hmm. just really been enjoying things and certainly things are picking up on the sports side so I'm getting busy again but overall doing pretty good
1: yeah I know I've, I'm still working from home and I've we've been uh, cracking the windows a lot more um cracking the porch. we have like kind of um a boxed in porch situation so the cats really like when we open up the door and they can go out to the windowsills there and bask in the sun and inhale the fresh air and pretend to hunt the squirrels that they'll never be able to get to and stuff like that. So everybody, everybody's having a good time, I think.
0: No, that's good. I, since I've gotten, I got a Apple watch in October and mm-hmm. I didn't really take advantage of like all the fitness perks that that has. And like, I'm not out here like running marathons each day and stuff, but it is kind of cool to, you know, like go for a walk and have the watch track, like where you go and oh, how many miles you go and what mm-hmm. the calories you burn, stuff like that. It's a cool little like motivator to a certain extent. And I didn't realize this until the other day, but like I was walking around the, the oval yesterday and I also walked along that bike path that's behind the oval Mm -hmm. that kind of runs along the lake. And I kind of, I was trying to, you know how you can go for a walk sometimes and you kind of make up your mind as you go as like where you want to go. Yeah. So I didn't realize that the watch like actually tracks your like exact path and stuff. So I noticed that yesterday. I look like I was completely drunk or something. I was walking all over the place. There was no like absolute direction, but it was a nice, it was a nice day yesterday. So I'm looking forward to getting out for some more walks and, and doing different things. So that that's nice at least.
1: I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Apple watch because, so I, I have not invested in technology like that just because I'm afraid of being tracked. And I know that's something I need to get over because I'm probably <laughs> being tracked anyways, but what I did do on Saturday is I, I don't really buy toys for myself very often, but I bought rollerblades because oh. I want to get back into rollerblading. Mm-hmm. And Justin, my boyfriend, was very uh, courteous. He helped guide me. I don't live very far from the St. Peter's parking lot. So we made our way <laughs> over there and I practiced that. I, I don't think I haven't gone since I think I went one time in college. So that was like 2014. So it's been a long time since last time I rollerbladed, but uh, yeah. I think it's going to be, that's a fun activity that I really want to get into. So it's just a matter of trying to find um, kind of safe places to learn and get back into it, you know, before like being out on the road and stuff.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't want to be like just going out rollerblading and just eating no. it all the time. That That's <laughs> not something that you want to be doing, but yeah, rollerblading is great. I've seen a lot of people out roller, mm-hmm. rollerblading and some longboarding, just, you know, typical bike riding type of thing. Actually, one little funny story before we get going on news. When I was walking yesterday, I had my, my headphones in. But, like, you know, you're still – I don't, like, crank up things, so I don't hear any. Because it's kind of – when you're when – you're, especially when you're on that bike path, you kind of want to hear what your surroundings are. So I heard bicycle wheels behind me. So I was like, oh, somebody's coming. So I turned around, and I saw them, and I, I'm totally fine. And the, uh, it's a, just a, it looked like it was a husband and wife. And, um, the husband goes on your left, on your left, just a nice, you know, courteous type of thing. And, and the wife goes on your right, on your right. And I was like, Jesus, which way are they coming <laughs> So I turned her, I turned around and like, they're both on my left. And then the husband walk. the husband like rides by and she's like, he goes, sorry, she just doesn't know her directions.
1: <laughs>
0: oh but I thought that was, pre- I got, I had like a little anxiety because I heard on your left, on your left, and I heard on your right. And I'm like, Oh my God, where? I, I, didn't, I was about ready to just hop off the path real quick. Cause I didn't want to get run over by a bike or anything. You know, can you imagine right. what a, tra- what a travesty type of injury situation that would be, that'd be pretty embarrassing, honestly, getting run over by a bike.
1: I think everybody would get hurt in that situation. So. <laughs> yes, for,
0: for sure. There's no question about it. But needless to say, definitely a little bit of a busy news week, different things going on, a lot of different, you know, kind of different things going on, a lot of different, you know, kind of big news topics. But, you know, obviously, COVID stuff is still in the mix. We have yeah. some interesting town stuff going, town and city stuff going on. But what do you want to kind of kick off with today?
1: So I'll, I'll kick off with the COVID stuff since, you know, kind of hearken I feel like, I was reflecting on last week's podcast, and I don't think I really talked about COVID, which is weird for me on this podcast. So, but kind of getting back into gear uh, with the times, um, the Clinton County Health Department did put out last week that, you know, COVID is still here. And that agency in particular is reporting somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 new cases per day, still, which, you know, kind of, I don't. The first phrase that comes to mind is wreaks havoc, but it just puts a lot of strain on their contact tracers. You know, like they also sure. want to be helping out with the vaccination effort. They don't want to be having trace new cases. And basically, what they're saying is they're finding people are symptomatic, but they're continuing to go about their normal day to day activities, going to school, going to work, and they're not getting tested and they're not isolating until their symptoms either get worse or other people around them get sick. And that's that's not a good thing. And one of the things they do think is a contributing factor. In the continued, you know, higher case count is uh, the UK variant, which is now, uh, which is more contagious is now the dominant strain in the United States. So that could be a contributing factor. We don't know for sure, just because um, we don't get those lab results like that. Tell us exactly what it is. It's just more of a yes, COVID is here. No, COVID isn't. So down in Essex County, though, case counts do still stay pretty low. They think that's probably a much lower population than Clinton County. Fewer tests. You know, we have the college up here. There's pool testing in the hundreds happening every single week.
2: Mm -hmm. So that's
1: going to naturally lead to more higher case counts. But both departments are all departments are anticipating a possible spike as we were approaching like the two week mark after Easter, you know, when people might have been you know, gathering again or traveling due to spring break. So that's, that's kind of where we're at there. And obviously, big, big news yesterday um, was the FDA and the CDC announced a pause on administration of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because they found it's six women under the age of 50 um, basically had developed this rare blood clotting disorder within a certain period of time after getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And Basically, I, you know, I listened into a call with some experts yesterday from UVM Medical Center. One's a hematologist. The other is really big into studying vaccinology. And both, both of them said that like, this is basically how the system is supposed to work. You know, we're supposed to catch even these rare outlying effects. So that way we can kind of analyze how that impacts who can receive this going forward, who it's safe for that kind of thing. And it might very well end up like, AstraZeneca over in Europe had similar issues. And now there are certain countries who they're not administering it to maybe women or women of a certain age group or certain age groups in general. So this essentially, I think the big takeaway is, no, we don't want people to be afraid of vaccines. They shouldn't be because, you know, we engage in much, much riskier behaviors than what this vaccine could potentially do. But also this is how the system is supposed to work. This is a sign that the process is transparent and that it's happening like it should. So I think those are the big takeaways. We don't want to be we want to be truthful but we don't want to be alarmist because ultimately we do want people to get vaccinated. We do want people to kind of get back to normal um, but we also want people to be safe. So
0: yeah absolutely and getting back to what you said right at the beginning Um, Mm -hmm. certainly not a bad thing to not be talking about COVID as much. Um, Obviously, it's in the storylines every day, but um, coming off what has been a a year's worth of time Mm -hmm. where basically every single day, the first thing, you know, in terms of news that usually people are talking about is COVID, um, not necessarily a bad thing and maybe a good sign uh, moving forward, but certainly still around. um, And I like what you said too about um, numbers in Essex county staying low but the numbers in clinton county are a little bit higher but naturally there's a lot more testing going on and a lot more a lot more people in the area too and there's a lot a lot of different factors that you know come into that that actual active case count for clinton county so definitely important to kind of keep that in mind when you think like oh man everything's kind of falling apart no not necessarily it just might be there's more testing going on and there's a larger population base so Overall, you know, I, I think hopefully moving forward, especially with what's going on with the Johnson & Johnson, Johnson vaccine, I hope that, um, you know, within the next couple of days, they can get stuff back on track with that and, um, <laughs> you know, continue that vaccination rollout because up here, at least, it seems to be going pretty well.
1: Yeah, and that actually, what you said about getting it back on track, that reflects kind of what they're anticipating at this point. One of the doctors on the call I was on yesterday said that she anticipates it's going to be a matter of a couple days or a few days before they get back on track because you know referencing AstraZeneca over in Europe again there was like a kind of a longer pause that did generate some fear so the idea is that a this isn't the first time we're dealing with this potential clotting issue and b this isn't the first time that we're having to deal with the messaging surrounding it so we can kind of the United States can kind of tailor the response based on lessons learned from what happened with AstraZeneca so Hopefully, um, I mean, when I sp- I reached out to health departments yesterday, and they said, you know, they don't anticipate that this is really going to derail vaccinating in the north country, just because we have so many other options. But they they do want to make sure that people know that overwhelmingly these vaccines are safe and they are effective regardless. So that's that's a big message to keep pushing out.
0: Yeah, and it's important. It's important to, for people to kind of still feel comfortable about getting vaccines. Um, obviously you know, we're not here telling everybody to get vaccinated. Like if you don't feel comfortable doing it, that's within your right. And that's totally fine. Um, but for the people who are kind of like 50, 50, they just need, they just need to have that sense of feeling like these vaccines are safe and whatnot. Um, you know, that, that's why reporting like this is so crucial to let people know, Mm -hmm you know, Hey, you know, if you want to get the vaccine, it's going to, it's going to be safe. It's going to be, it's going to be effective and it's going to be something that's going to help you in the long run. Um, so I think, I think any type of reporting like that is, is absolutely crucial to this, you know, finally getting this pandemic over. is for sure.
1: Right. Right. And moving on from that bit of news, um, Mackenzie, this is for you. Um, (laughs) So Mackenzie reported earlier this week, and I'm going to try to do justice to this because I know it's a it's a pretty big kind of complicated topic. It covers a lot of bases. Um, Earlier this week, Town of Plattsburgh Supervisor Michael Cashman and City of Plattsburgh Mayor Christopher Rosenquist announced the Plattsburgh City Town Compact. And essentially, and quite frankly, I will be quoting directly from Mackenzie's article just to make sure I don't mess anything up. That's just, you know, the way it has to be. it's an agreement that's expected to settle city town lawsuits to make municipal boundary line adjustments and create three uh moa's memorandums of agreement and ap style it is memorandums and not memoranda of agreement there was a whole you know facebook uh comment section about it on the article when it first came out but we have verified ap style as memorandums. so um so essentially the lawsuit's coming to an end that will probably ring a lot of bells for people are Falcon Seaboard and then the Reeves Lane annexation. And so Falcon Seaboard was a co-generation plant um, owned by the city, I believe, that was built on within the town's bounds. Um, there was an agreement back in 1992, and essentially a pilot or payment in lieu of taxes agreement divided revenue between the city, the town, and the Beekman Town Central School District. And then back in 2018, when Colin Reed was mayor of the city of Plattsburgh, the city sued the town, believing it was shortchanged in an offshoot deal that was made after reassessment, which decreased the um, plant's value. And essentially, um, they've been locked in uh, litigation ever since. Uh, Supervisor Cashman has negated those claims. And it's just been kind of a source of tension for for a while now. So with this Plattsburgh City Town Compact, they plan to call off that suit and it'll be dismissed with prejudice, which basically puts the matter to bed forever. So that's resolved over and done with future city councils cannot bring that suit again. And that makes pretty much everyone happy for the most part. Um, And then the second suit (laughs) is the city has been trying to annex about 220 acres of land that it owns in the town off of reeves lane and that's actually i guess near where they held this press conference um, where they announced this agreement and that'll be settled by adjusting the city town boundary line um did you hold on i think i accidentally put the falcon seaboard notes next to the reeves lane notes (laughs) you're doing a good
0: job so far
1: (laughs) yes so that'll be settled by adjusting the city town boundary line Um, and essentially like but not also putting the matter to bed, you know? So it seems like everybody's getting at least a little bit of what they want from this agreement, you know? And that's kind of the collaboration that you'd want to see, I guess, from municipalities who are so interlinked, you know, in this in the yeah. local economy and local government. And the compact also features other uh, boundary line adjustments, other MOAs related to infrastructure, community development and planning. They expect it to take full effect in 90 to 120 days. And um, essentially what we're hearing is that both the town board and the city council are pretty receptive to it and they're set to vote on Thursday. So
0: no, that's awesome. And I mean, you know, just to kind of you gave all, all the information, but just to give what I think a lot of people's thoughts are on the matter is the town and the city have been going at it for so long. It's finally good to see them put some issues to bed. Um, come to agreement on things because now that these agreements are in place, they can really kind of have a productive, you know, they can coexist in a sense and they can work together and um, who knows what will be the next things to come and who knows how people in the uh, town in the city will benefit from, you know, actually having leadership on both sides um, kind of coexisting and trying to work, trying to work together. I think that's super important. And I think that when When you look at how long some of these issues have dragged out for um yes. it's actually incredible to say that some you know the, you know the nails in the coffin um to a certain extent and they're, and they're finally they're finally putting some things to bed so really great to see that and I think a lot of people probably share that same
1: sentiment yep yeah, i i think when when it comes to local government, you never want the op like they're going to face obstacles and you never want those to be kind of Consistently butting heads with another municipality, holding people back. You know, there was a lot of money put into these lawsuits too. Um, I think each of them estimated in the like about one hundred fifty thousand dollars the city had invested in the Falcon Seaboard lawsuit, and the town mentioned over two hundred thousand dollars in the sea- Falcon Seaboard and Reeves Lane lawsuits. So, like, that's that's money that could be put towards more productive uses. So, yeah, I think if we can collaborate, that's that's a better way forward
0: oh no question about it
1: yeah so what's going on with sports
0: so it's it's been it's interesting because we have college Plattsburgh state sports are going on full spring stuff that's been going on for a while um and now we're actually seeing that very bizarre fall two season um startup that people mm-hmm. have been talking about for a while and wondering how it's going to go um but for, for the fall two high school sports, we're seeing volleyball get underway. Um, that actually got underway on Tuesday night. Um, there were four different matches that, that took place. Um, and just good to see volleyball actually um, on back. And I think what's nice for volleyball is this is actually kind of funny. So volleyball used to be a winter sport. Then it yes, got I remember. Yeah. Then it, and it wasn't that long ago it was a winter sport. Then I got moved to a fall sport. I'm pretty sure, I don't know this officially, but I'm pretty sure volleyball is now the only sport that has actually technically been played, at least in Section 7, in all three seasons, technically speaking.
1: That would be a good fun fact to yeah. look up. Yeah. Cause I,
0: th- I, th- I think I, th- I'm pretty sure it is. I might, I might be wrong, but I mean, it would make sense because otherwise, yeah, I don't know any other sport that would be, but um, the other fall two sport that will be going on not this week, but next week on Friday and Saturday to kick things off is actually high school football. Um, they're going to be doing a two week season, as weird as that might sound, but they're trying yep. to get some type of season in before they move to the, to the um, you know, to the spring sports season. And um, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Uh, I initially thought to myself that there would be a lot of concerns about injury because of lack of preseason. And then you're going right into, you know, legitimate tackle football. They're not doing what Vermont did with, uh, you know, seven man uh, touch football. Or I think it was touch or flag or something, you know, something, something like that. So people can at least understand it from my description. But um, I, I had that hesitancy. But now that I think about it, they're doing about three weeks of a preseason. So that's about as long as they usually take before the typical fall season will get underway. So I don't know if that's really as much of a concern anymore. Um, plus, also the fact that most most, most of the kids are coming off probably of a winter season um, in some capacity for some sports. So it's not mm-hmm. like they'll be going into football having not played anything since the fall. Um, so that's really crucial in that sense. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and then as far as uh, Plattsburgh State sports are concerned, everything's in full swing. The Plattsburgh State women's lacrosse team finally actually got their season underway. Unfortunately for them, they were most affected by COVID. Um, they had a lot of COVID complications. We don't know exactly how many COVID cases were actually attached to their team. Um, but all you need to know to understand the significance of how many uh, complications that they had was their whole team was in quarantine um, up until last Friday. And then they go from a team quarantine to playing on Saturday against nationally ranked Cortland. Um, And then they play on Monday against um, New Paltz. Both of those games were unfortunately pretty, pretty tough losses for the lacrosse program. But you know, when you, when you think about, it's a new program. It's only their third year in program history. They are trying to actually, you know, create some team chemistry and whatnot. And then you're in team quarantine. You can't practice. And then you go right into games and you're already in what is an abbreviated season. That's a little bit of a tough blow. Um, But nice to see them finally get going, believe it or not, up until last week um, when they actually finally got the, um, when they got the season, when they got their season finally going, they had only had three practices within the span of a month where they actually had all the players at the practice um, because of COVID issues. So that's kind of remarkable when you put it in that sense. Um, and then as far as other Plattsburgh state sports are concerned, um, Platsburg state baseball came away with uh, their first uh, Suniac win over the weekend. Um, Platsburg state softball is in the mix for sure. They have, they have gotten a couple Suniac wins and they'll have some non-conference games this week before they get back into Suniac play. Um, and men's lacrosse is, Right in the mix as well. Um, none of the none of the Plaster State none of the Plaster State teams, unfortunately, at this point, uh, for their sake, have gotten out to great starts. But they're certainly not out of the mix yet, just because it's such an early, so it's so early in the season. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Also, can't leave out the Plaster State track and field team, which is very bizarre. They started their season, and now from now until like May, they won't compete in anything. It's very strange. Uh, but that's kind of the way, that's kind of the way track goes. Cause there's not as many competitions, especially when you're trying to limit who you're competing against. Um, and then possibly state tennis actually also gets underway today, which is Wednesday when we're recording this. So nice to see them get underway as well. A couple local girls um, on that team, Hilly Hurwitz from Beekmantown and um, Sydney Bond from Peru are both members of the seven, uh, seven player class state tennis team. So Nice to see, nice to see a couple of local representatives on some of these teams, and hopefully um, we'll continue to see some nice sports moving forward. And like I talked about earlier, with the beautiful weather, I can't remember a spring when I've been out and about so much, and it's actually been very tolerable and nice weather. And I mean, I think pretty much every day I've been wearing shorts and either like a light hoodie or a or a, or a polo or something like that, or you know, sometimes my my famous Hawaiian shirt. So
1: yes, that's yes. Up. <laughs> that's all that's,
0: that's always good but that's kind of the sports update for now and before we kind of wrap things up as we shift i actually to... have
1: a lacrosse oh, question yeah go ahead oh so i know i know that what i had covered on the uh, placer city school board end of things last year prior to the pandemic they had agreed to move forward with having a girls lacrosse team yep so what's the status with that? Is that like just part of the spring contingent this year or, or what's happening with that? Yeah,
0: that's just part of the spring contingent. Okay, that, That's that's going to be a typical spring sport now moving forward. I don't see any issues with that. Um, I have yet to actually look in for sure to see what the lacrosse schedule is like because I'm just trying to handle the the fall two stuff right now. Um, but to my knowledge, everything is a go as far as uh, high school, Plattsburgh uh, High girls lacrosse this year. So that will mm-hmm. be nice to see as well, because last year was technically supposed to be their first year, yeah. and COVID had other plans. So it'll be good to actually see them hopefully get out and, and get some experience. It's kind of cool in the Plattsburgh area. Lacrosse is a growing sport, especially up here. Um, downstate and even in the Capital District area, lacrosse is pretty popular. Um, but it's really kind of starting to take, take its shape up here a little bit more. And it's kind of cool to see at the college level, the women's program at Plattsburgh State kind of starting to grow you know they're only in their third year and now we see Plattsburgh high school have a team and it's 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 kind of neat how both of those programs are growing simultaneously um and uh, as that happens the sport will also grow in the area um so i think that's really going to be something great to see and hopefully moving forward they have they have a lot of success and they just continue to keep growing yeah cool um, but before we wrap things up, so as we head to segment two with uh, editor in chief Joe Latempio and night editor Ben Rowe, we, I'm going to be doing a trivia game with them. Um, mm-hmm. We we've decided on the pod to kind of do a couple different things that are uh, you know kind of more on the fun side, make people laugh a little bit. You know, we'll give you the news, but we'll also have a little bit of fun. So what I did, Kara, is I I, I created. It's kind of like a mix of Jeopardy and who wants to be a millionaire, that type of thing. I so, love that. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to ask, I, there's five categories. Um, okay. The categories are state capitals, U.S. history, sports, movies, and science. So those are the five categories. So those, there'll be four questions from each category that they're going to have to pick from. Now they could, one one of the two of them could pick all four from one category. They can elect to choose which one they want. Um, but I've created these questions and I don't think really any of them are easy. But what I figured we could do to kind of do a little teaser and we'll see how you do compared to them. I will ask you one question from each of the five categories and we'll see if if you can get it right. How does that sound?
1: It's, it sounds good. Typically with trivia, I either know a lot or absolutely nothing about a given topic. So we'll see what happens with that.
0: Okay. So we'll do the state capital one first. Okay. What is oh, Wait, the, wait,
1: wait. Yeah. Do I need to answer in the form of a question? No,
0: no, no, no. Because okay. I'm going to give you like four. It, that's why I said it's a combination of Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. So it'll be a question, but like then with four answers. So it's kind of like a multiple choice test type of thing, um, oh, okay. but all right, you ready? Yes. What What is the capital of Montana? Is it Jackson, Lincoln, Helena, or Lansing? Helena. Oh, look at you! That's good. Okay.
1: I, like I was big into memorizing that, so some of them are still kernel <laughs> in my brain. So.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's a U- No, that's good. So here's a U.S. history one. Okay. What year did Apple Computer introduce the first iPod? Was it 2001, 2002, 2003, or 2004?
1: The first iPod? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, ooh. 2003?
0: Actually, really, so that's what I actually thought when I was like kind of looking it up, but it was actually 2001. Oh, so, I, didn't, I I mean, that's really, or like, I was thinking more, yeah, like 2003, yeah, that type of time.
1: Because cause I was nine. I want to say I was, how old was I? Because I, my, my very first iPod was, like, I had a couple MP3 players before, but. Yeah. And, of course, my CD, Sony Walkman, which was, like, the holy grail of everything. Yeah,
0: that's the um, stuff right there.
1: But my first thing was the original iPod Nano, which only came in more black. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I okay. I
0: had the iPod Nano too. That was my first. That was my first uh, Apple device of, of some sort. Okay, sports question. Okay, okay. Uh, I gotta I gotta choose which one, uh, which one I'm gonna give you. All right, ready. The okay. famous surgery named after Tommy John repairs this part of the body in the elbow. Is it the transverse ligament, the ulnar nerve, the anterior cruciate ligament? Or the ulnar, ulnar collateral ligament?
1: That's not even fair. Like, that's.
0: <laughs> if you're a baseball fan, you know what it is. Like, that's the type of. So it's not it was like if, because if Joe picks this question, I think he'll get it right. But I, I did make it like super easy because we all know Ben's not really a sports person whatsoever. He might not even know, Ben might not even know the shape of a
1: baseball. No. <laughs> See, when, when, you, when I heard elbow, I was like, okay, what sounds like the funny bone? Because I know when you hit your elbow and you got, and it feels all like, ah, uh, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go with whatever B is.
0: The ulnar nerve? Uh, no, that's not, that's not it. So it's the, actually the ulnar collateral ligament. So it's the UCL. That's okay. that, that surgery, by the way, for baseball players is absolutely terrible um that it takes about a year and a half for them to come back from that but that's rough if you think about it pitching the natural motion for an arm is actually to throw underhand which obviously you don't do in baseball but Mm -hmm. when you the, the amount of torque that these guys are putting on their elbows and whatnot is crazy absolutely crazy
1: it's interesting that you bring up the whole natural motion being underhand because i listened to a podcast recently basically where they're talking about how I want to say it was Larry Bird for a time did underhanded free throws but because of how human behavior is <laughs> and how people have certain thresholds for who does it like and you know underhand free throws are considered like the granny shot or whatever he stopped doing it and then his stats went down exponentially but Interesting one, yeah but there the one guy who I don't I don't know his name because he's not like a super well known player but the one guy who did do underhanded free throws has like the highest stats out of anyone who's ever done it before because it is a more natural motion yeah so it's yeah. Just also stigmatized you know so it was a, a whole thing about human behavior and and basketball so it, it was really interesting
0: have you ever seen the movie semi-pro
1: i have not oh
0: okay there's a funny scene in that where the jackie moon will ferrell's character does like underhanded layups uh, uh-huh. i mean under underhanded free throws i mean and uh they he gets like the ball at one point and uh if one of, he's he, you know he's you know th- showing that he's gonna do the underhand motion and one of his teammates they're like lined up on the foul line and one of his teammates goes the hell's Jackie doing and he's like the other teammate goes he throws underhand man just let him be same thing <laughs> 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 so that's what that makes me think of but that's a funny part that's a funny part of that that uh, that movie but speaking of movies we're on the movie category now
1: okay cool you ready
0: okay in what famous movie does Robert De Niro say, you talking to me? Was it Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, A Bronx Tale, or Raging Bull? Uh,
1: I, I actually watched Goodfellas recently, so I'm fairly certain it is not that.
0: Okay. Goodfellas is a very good movie, by the way.
1: It is good, but I'm just like, yikes.
0: Oh yeah, it's very it, it's very violent.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's very very violent. Um and just intense and I'm like, oh, I, I hate when people just like fight like I, I don't know. So, um <laughs> I couldn't be in the bob. Um
0: Not a lot of people can.
1: <laughs> is it Can I get like two guesses? Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, cuz this
0: is a, this isn't official. We're just kind of testing you out. We're just having a little bit of fun with this. Is it Taxi Driver? It is Taxi Driver. Okay,
1: that's what I thought. I have not seen Taxi Driver.
0: Yeah, but
1: found there, taxi was
0: there. Taxi Driver is a very interesting movie. Um, it was like I think it came out in 1976, and it's you know you see Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro, and you think mob movie. It wasn't really that. I don't even know what you want to call it, but it's a, it's a good movie. It's a classic for sure. Um, so. I thought that would be interesting. And also too, I do have one Star Wars question on here.
1: Sure. Um
0: because I know you're I know you're I know you're into Star Wars a little bit. Um, a little well, bit.
1: Not as uh, much as other people sure. in my life. But okay. yeah, a little bit.
0: When did um so Star Wars episode for A New Hope premiered in what year? So this is like the first one. Right. Um, was it
1: 1975,
0: 1976, 1977, or 1978?
1: Ooh, I think, because I think um, episode five was 1980. I want to say it was 86 or 76, sorry.
0: 77, actually. So you're close.
1: Damn
0: it. That's okay. All right. Ready? Here's the last one. So this is science. (laughs) What can sharks sense that humans can't? Carbon dioxide, radiation, earthquakes, or electricity?
1: (laughs) That sense in, like, it's coming or, like.
0: Yeah, like, they can just, they can just naturally feel it. Like, yeah, like, it's coming or, or they can kind of sense, like, it's around.
1: Can you say, can you say them again? I think I have an
0: answer. No problem carbon dioxide radiation earthquakes or electricity radiation actually electricity we can't apparent apparent well like we can't so unless we're touching it you can't really like feel
1: oh. it But
0: I looked this, I looked this up because I was looking up questions and I thought this was actually kind of interesting. The explanation behind that one is they do the, this, this is not me saying this. I'm just trying to read the explanation. They do this using organs called ampullae or Lorenzi, Lorenzini. So take that for what it's worth. I don't (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: know. OK,
0: <laughs> but that. so what do you think of those questions? How do you think Joe and Ben will do on that?
1: Ooh, I, th- I mean, I think it's going to be like like me with trivia. You either know it or you just don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? and I, so, I, know I think what will be interesting is like they can. So they're going to know the categories and they'll go back and forth and they'll be able to guess what category they'd like to pick from. So technically speaking, they if they have a category they think they'll do well in, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that actually plays out. But each one, each of those questions is going to be worth one point, except for one of the category, one one of the questions in each category. It will be worth two points. And what I did to prevent like from anybody saying that I'm trying to help somebody win or lose is I already have like a predetermined order in which way I'll ask the questions. So, like, I, I just nominated, like, which one would be the two-point question. So, sometimes it could be, like, the first one or the second one, the third one, or the fourth one. So, there's no specific way that I'll, like, answer. I'll ask the two-point questions. It'll just happen to be whoever picks it at the time. But I will be very interested to see how Joe and Ben do on that. And I think they'll be fun because because Ben's, like, a big trivia guy. Like, yes. he's, he's really big into that. So, we're going to see if, like, he actually can – can um can come away with a win against Joe, but also the sports questions are not like just cheesy sports questions. Those are some tough questions. Those yes. aren't, e- those aren't easy ones. So I think Joe is going to maybe jump on those sports ones. Cause he, cause he's no, he knows that Ben won't be able to answer them, but Joe might be in for a little bit of a twist. If he answers, if he asks, if he asks for some of those questions. So I will be very entertained while, while doing this and, I also look, I also look forward to next week. If, if you and Mackenzie want to collaborate and ask me questions on yeah. a bunch of different things, I look forward to answering those questions. I love having the pressure put on. So I look forward to that.
1: We're going to ask you to choose between um, Mark and Evan.
0: Oh, wow. That would be a good, that would be a good one. That, that would be, that would be a good one. I don't, I don't know who I'd pick from that. That, that that's like very inside baseball too. People might not even know what we're talking about. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. I <laughs> so. Like I was like, what's going to hit the same as at making us choose who our favorite person in the newsroom is? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. You could, yeah. you know, you could. I, you're going to have to some of the stuff. If you ask certain sports questions, it'll be interesting. This it'll be it'll be interesting what you come up with. I, I'm I very, actually.
1: I, I think I have a couple in mind. I'm not gonna.
0: Okay, no, don't, please don't, don't, don't spoil it now. But I think it'll be fun, and it'll it'll be also interesting to see like how much you and Mackenzie think you know me. That'll be mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be. I, obviously, you have the upper hand, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Maybe Mackenzie will maybe Mackenzie will have noticed some things that you know maybe you've never even noticed before. Who knows?
1: That's true.
0: I'm a very interesting person.
1: <laughs> yes, we all are very. interesting <laughs>
0: but anyways this was fun i'm glad we could uh, i'm glad we could do this even even without mackenzie i think we did pretty well
1: i think so too yes
0: Yes. but stay tuned segment two coming up hardcore trivia sesh coming up with joe and, and ben so we will see how that goes and for now stay tuned and we'll be back shortly
3: And we're back, hanging out with editor-in-chief Joe Templio and night editor Ben Rowe. How you doing, guys? Joey bats doing good. Ben, how are you? Hey, doing good, Joey. Okay, wow, that was like the first time you've ever said, like, hey. Yeah. You say that all
0: the time. I don't think he's
2: ever dropped it, hey. That's like one of his famous <laughs> you things. never know with him.
0: So I have some exciting stuff for you but guys. But first of all...
2: Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> today, I was trying to think, how come Plattsburgh, the greater Plattsburgh area, we have... No roller coasters. Why don't we have a roller coaster? And what is your favorite all-time roller coaster that you've ever been on? Well, obviously, the
3: Comet. The Comet, okay. (laughs)
2: Okay, my favorite is actually the Boomerang. Oh, For, yes.
3: where
0: at, at Great Escape well, in Glenswell. okay. Boomerang. The boomerang hurts. Though. The boomerang, yeah. That's why. It's, that's why it's awesome. Have you read? Have you yes. gone on that? Joe, have you ever ridden that? One? I don't know. If it's I've the one where heard. you. It's literally a boomerang. So you go down, you go through loops and stuff, and then you do the whole thing, but you do it backwards.
2: Okay. Yes, I think I have been on that. Yeah.
3: One. Yeah, it does hurt. Actually, yeah. There's that one, and then I realized the one I was thinking of was the Screaming Demon, which hurts even more because it, it feels yeah. like you're being like shaken.
2: In general, do you like roller coasters? Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. If there's a roller coaster in Plattsburgh, yeah. The, actually, there were plans for a roller coaster. I read and looked back one time down wow. on the City Beach. Yes. Yes. That would
2: be cool. I mean, <laughs> where would
3: you want it? Where would you want it put? That'd be a good place for it. You it would think? Be like if you yeah. tore down the Crate Center, put up a roller coaster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: why not? Well, there's there's enough, there's the, enough space there. There's yeah. La Ronde. Yep. um they've had a big they have a big one um I've been on that one um but my favorite my all-time favorite roller coaster is in my hometown of Ro- uh Rochester town of Rocoy Seabreeze. yep the it's called the jackrabbit and yeah. it it is it's very old my father <laughs> my father was well, he was born in 1923, and when he was 15, he got a job running the Jackrabbit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And he said, it was old then, <laughs> and it's still running. Um, it's got this one huge drop. It's one of the oldest wooden structures, sure, huh? roller coasters in the country, I think. And, uh, I think the Comet's up there. Huh? Yeah, it yeah. Is, it is. yeah, it is. It is. And uh, uh, we would go there throughout my youth. And, even, you know, even when, uh, when I had my kids, we brought them there. And the jackrabbit was That's my awesome. favorite thing.
0: My one, two, two of my other, like, underrated favorite things at the Great Escape are um, the bobsled roller coaster type of thing, mm-hmm. which is yep, really cool. The bobsled, yep. And then the other one where you feel like your entire insides are going to go out through your mouth, the uh, Sasquatch. Where it's just the free the just oh yeah they shoot you up and then you it's just free fall
2: yeah down they have one that's like kind of like a bungee thing oh yeah
0: well, that's go, a different da- thing yeah They're oh like, yeah that's great cra- like, I would I, I, I don't that. think I, yeah <laughs> yeah they didn't pay like a ridiculous amount yeah. to probably just puke up your lunch <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's that's like the worst but thing. I mean yeah. it's getting roller coaster season and mm-hmm. I was thinking about roller coasters and I thought they we should. Launch a campaign. I think Joey work. and I were
3: talking recently about the last time we went to Great Escape. It's been years for me. Yeah, last time I went was when it was uh, senior year physics class. Yes, you're telling that's, me about that. That's yes. Yes. I went, And we yeah. had to do science experiments for the yes, and stuff I, like that. The, yes. And I, Joey was the, the test subject that wrote <laughs> the in, <laughs> when you, in your groups that you were in, like
0: for your physics lab and stuff, you like when we were down there it wasn't just to go down there and have fun but that's basically what it turns into Mm -hmm. you do have to do like a lab when you're down there and there's a bunch of different ones there's a bunch of different experiments you can pick but my group picked the easiest one was just the go on the carousel and time like how long it takes to like go around (laughs) and different things like that and so you need somebody to actually go on the carousel Mm -hmm. to do the Calculation, so i was like okay i'll do that all right everyone, and i guess i'll ride the <laughs> merry-go-round so like, so there's so, so i'm on it i'm going around and i said are we good yet and they're like no i think we need to do it one more time so i was like okay so the the guy who is manning the carousel he's like you need to get off i said there's we're doing a lab experiment for our <laughs> class and he's he's i he goes Oh, okay. He's like, I was wondering why you were even on this ride to begin with. I said, <laughs> I said, well, I wanted to ride this majestic horse I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> so, very the rides are awesome. The guy was laughing. <laughs> the brass ring.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but we used to go to uh, Great Escape. I, we, I think we had a season to pass one year because the kids are little. They love to the go. Oh, golf courses, it's fun. Right? It's uh-huh. very fun. Yeah. So. yeah
0: I, I, I love that. And then, you know what was one of the more terrifying things is, in my opinion, is the gondola ride over over the park uh, yes because there's not a lot of like like actual seat no it's like a ski so you you, you really have to like really put yourself back and Mm -hmm. and just really hold on and it's just don't look down because that's that's the worst thing to do but (laughs) i I, we i remember we we got on it and we're like oh this is cool and then five minutes like you know i'm five minutes and you're like Oh, wow, there's, like, no place to sit, and, and your butt starts hurting, and it gets, uh-huh. like, it's, oh, it's, very, very yeah. eerie. <laughs> very, very eerie,
2: to see. No, it's, um... Uh, I would like to see a roller coaster, though, people in People love amusement uh-huh. parks, yeah. and, uh, you know, they are seasonal, but still, I think there's hey, potential. Hey,
3: if, um, if, what's it called? Oh, I get all the names mixed up. If uh, Champion's Fun Zone, up near the, um, the, the motel, could get a roller coaster... That would be cool. Yeah, that, that would be a be... good
2: spot. The scariest one I ever went on, I was just thinking, uh, I was down in Myrtle Beach. I don't remember what it was, but most of the ride, you're upside down. Oh, jeez, <laughs> That's so what then, I remember. Then there's also the one
3: over at Orocher Beach, the helper in Maine. They have one um, that's on there. Pretty so. wild. Uh-huh. What about... Um, you know, where, so at the Comfort Inn, where they, you would
0: have the bumper cars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What if they just took all that out and put a roller coaster That's what I mean, that spot, yeah. Oh, literally mm-hmm. right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. It would be that's... pretty cool to be driving up Route 3 or
3: down Route 3, depending yeah. on which way you're going, and you just see a giant roller coaster. Oh, yeah, if you're driving up past, like, on I-87, yeah. looking down at the city, and you see a roller coaster, that would be awesome. And, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. I think that would yeah. be really, really cool. And it's close to where the interstate
0: overpasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Route 3, so I think that would be awesome. You just drive past... Because that's what happens when you drive by the Great Escape. You can kind of see it off in the distance, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, I think that's right. Really and then
2: cool. when you go over the bridge in Montreal, you can see Laurent. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I was just thinking about roller coasters. Yes. <laughs> City town roller coaster contact. <laughs> Make it happen. So I, I shot you guys
3: But a text, speaking so of frightening, yes. yes I shot the, you guys a text earlier today. Get a text message to from let you, Joey that
0: says, Be ready. To let you know that to be ready for some you trivia quiz. I figure that we would have a little bit of fun today and play a trivia game. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's Basically, a combination of Jeopardy and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm going to ask you some questions. Is there beer involved? There's no beer involved. All right, so, right. But, you know, maybe we can work on that in the future. <laughs> but so I will read you the rules of competition. And then okay. you let me know if there's any issues or anything. Okay. okay. So there are 20 questions with five categories to choose from <laughs> with four questions in each category. The categories are state capitals. U.S. History, Sports, Movies, and Science. Mm. In each category, there is one question worth two points. All other questions are worth one. You are free to pick from any category and can pick all four questions from one category if you so choose. But just remember, eventually you may have to take questions from categories you are not as comfortable with. As a bonus, you will have one opportunity to turn a one-point question into a five-point question but you must elect to do so before answering the question. For the two-point questions, I have determined in order the two-point questions will arise in each category. Sometimes it will be the first, sometimes it will be the second, sometimes it will be the third, sometimes it will be the fourth. So there is no way I can sway the results. You can't accuse me of cheating or anything (laughs) like that. Now, if the score is lopsided, don't worry. This will be a continuing competition that will pop up on the podcast at different times in future episodes. So... Are you fully understanding of the rules? Do you have any questions before we no,
2: begin? No, but go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is complicated. Okay. <laughs> so, never Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Did you come up with this entirely like whole cloth by yourself? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. So, so complicated, but it's impressive. So let me let me let me simplify it. Okay.
0: So, as like Jeopardy, you, pick will, you will pick a category. You will tell me what category you will want. Say I want movies, and I'll list the and I'll give the first question. Okay. 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 Now that whole bonus thing with the five points. Mm-hmm. When you say I want sports and you you have to say before I ask the question, I'm going to turn this into my five point question. Yes. Now you don't have to do that, but I guess that part at some point
3: well, you want to do that. Could you know, I could I write down the categories? <laughs> Yeah,
2: sure. Movies? You want me to list it one more time? No, and you can't be on your phone.
3: Oh that's true. That that's a little sketchy. but well, then I I didn't remember what the category do you remember what the categories Capitals,
2: US history, sports, movies and Science. 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I will advise you, Joe. These sports questions are not stereotypical sports questions because I felt like it would be very unfair for yes. you to just take the sports questions from Ben because you would basically get all four of them, most well, likely. Yes. Same
2: thing with movies. If it was you're the, you're a movie fan. Not as much as him.
0: The movies that I have, you will do well with, I
3: think. It'll, it's a pretty equal playing ground. That's why I did that with sports yes, and movies. If the, if the sports questions were like, who won the 1987 Heisenberg Trophy or something like that. <laughs> that
0: would be tough, because I don't even know if that is a trophy. <laughs> but, okay, are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> okay, who, who would like to go first? It's either or. It's on. Okay. I, okay ben? I
3: will choose um sports wow <laughs> might as wow. well get it all the way here <laughs> okay ready yes wait 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 yeah so I'm gonna ask the question and there's four answers what well, the, the oh it's multiple choice yes. oh, that's why okay. it's a combination of jeopardy and who wants to be able now to if I, I get it wrong can he buzz in and no oh okay. no we're not, <laughs> like we're not doing any steals or anything we're not doing any steals or anything that. but
0: okay are you ready? yes okay. The famous surgery named after Tommy John repairs this part of the body in the elbow. Is it the transverse ligament, the ulnar nerve,
3: the anterior cruciate ligament, or the ulnar, ulnar collateral ligament? You asked me this because I like the Tommy John surgery. Yep. <laughs> um, what was the second one again? The ulnar nerve. I'm going to go with that. That is incorrect. It is actually the ulnar collateral. Ah, I should have gotten in my gut. <laughs> okay. Joe, what is your first choice?
2: Um, U.S. history. U.S. oh, I like that. Okay.
0: Hold on. We have papers here. So, so many papers. Okay. What was the first state to legalize the medical use of marijuana? Was it Washington, California, Alaska, or Vermont?
2: Ooh, I was going to say Colorado, but they're not on there. So, <laughs> Washington.
0: No. California, in 1996.
3: Oh, we, we both ended up getting zero points. <laughs> okay, Ben, back to you. I right. question that research. <laughs> sports. Back to sports, okay. Yes.
0: Earlier this season, Cody Lambert of Northern Adirondack scored 59 <laughs> points in a basketball game. This prompted the question of what the all-time record is in Section 7. It turns out it was Chuck Kinney who scored 98 points in 1955 for this local school. Was it Beekmantown, Keysville, Champlain, or Peru?
3: Oh, I would have actually gotten the points if you had the, asked me that. See this will <laughs> see this will see this this will test if Ben actually listens to I me. remember that conversation that I knew the points. Yeah. But then I forgot what school was. What were the choices again?
0: Um so the choices are Beekmantown, Keysville,
3: per, uh Pe- Keysville, Champlain or Peru. And what was the kid's name again? The Chuck author- Kinney. Chuck Kinney. Good old Chuck from Keysville. No. <laughs> Actually from Peru. Okay. Uh, We're off to a oh rip-roaring start. Joe, back to you. Oh, my, to my you. God. I goodness. should have gone with my gut both US times. U.S. Capitals. U.S. Capitals. Okay. Two-point question. Ready. Okay. What wait, you- wait. Can we, can we put in the Daily Double sound here? <laughs> okay. What is the capital of Illinois? Is it Springfield, Dover,
0: Juneau, or Chicago?
2: Springfield.
0: Yes, correct. One point for Joe. Joe's up in the lead. Points. Up two points, two yes. Points. Two points. No, two, two nothing, Joe. Two nothing, Joe. Mark ben, that down. Ben, yes, I'm doing that right now. Ben, back to you. All right, Joey. I think
3: I'll, I'll keep going sports. I'm doing so wow.
0: good. <laughs> okay, two-point question. All right. <laughs> what golfer is known as the Golden Bear? Is it Jack Nicklaus, Gene Saracen, Arnold Palmer, or Bryson DeChambeau?
3: Wait, wasn't Yoki Berra a golfer?
2: No.
1: No. no. <laughs> um, legendary
3: baseball player. Oh, I always thought I like, golf. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, what are my choices again? Jack Nicholas, Gene Sarazen, Arnold Palmer, or Bryson DeChambeau? Okay. I haven't gotten my gut the last two, so. Um, I'm going to go with, my guy on this one, and say Jack Nichols. That's correct. Yes. That's correct.
2: <laughs> okay. Good one, Ben. So you have
3: to answer how many questions in each category?
0: So there's four questions in the five categories. Okay. Now you guys can, you know, eventually we'll just run out of questions from each yes. category, and it will get so down. So he's trying to burn up sports. I now. am. <laughs> Apparently. I see okay. that. All right. Would you have known that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, no. okay. Exactly. okay. So
2: So, Joe, back to you now um u.s history
0: u.s history okay where is that paper (laughs) okay two-point question again you're gonna hate this (laughs) what year did apple computer introduce the first ipod was it 2001 2002 2003 or 2004
3: joe you should know this your technology ipod yes yes So it was, like, the first thing that Apple made with, like, music and stuff. 2001.
0: Correct. Wow. Well done. That is shocking. (laughs) I was not expecting that. When
3: I made these questions, I said, oh, I hope Joe gets this question. (laughs) Boomer, boomer knows something. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Ben, back to you. All right. Let's have another
0: sports. (laughs) Okay, this is the last sports question. All right. Who was the first Major League Baseball player to have his number retired? Was it Babe Ruth? Cy Young, Lou Gehrig, or Ty Cobb? Ty Cobb? No, Lou Gehrig. <sighs> okay, so sports are done. <laughs> wait, wait, I no, like sports that, are though. done.
2: Oh, I don't get to ask
0: them? No, that's no, my there's strategy. There's- <laughs> I got four. No, no, no. Like, there's, there's only four, there's four. and like And you guys can go back and forth. You <laughs> have the opportunity to ask a sports oh, question. That's but that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, got, I got my yeah, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know the rules for the future, at least. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Joe, back to you. What, what, what category would you like? Um, movies. Movies? Okay. Two point question. In what famous movie does Robert De Niro say, You talking to me? Was it Taxi Driver, Good Fellas, A Bronx Tale, or Raging Bull? Raging Bull. Nope, Taxi Driver. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this is
1: unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. This is good.
3: I, I did good with trigger questions. Yes. These are hard. Okay, Ben, Come back on, to you, Joe. I haven't even seen that movie, and I know that you knew that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Ben. Movies. Well, what movies. did he
2: say in Raging Bull? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask me questions. That's not the part of the game. <laughs> oh, I think it was when he was asking this buddy if he slept with his wife. Oh. And he kept asking him. It's possible.
3: I'm not sure I, I think he said, "You know, I feel like a raging bull." <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Ben has not seen the movie. <laughs> okay, Ben. So you want movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope premiered in what year? 1975,
0: 1976, 1977, or 1978? 1977. That's correct. Okay, so Ben has two more points. No, I'm sorry, one point. So. He's so a, we're all tied up? No, it's four to three. Four to three. Wait, he got n- what? What had other? two pointers. He had, a, he, had two, he had a two-pointer.
3: He had two two-pointers? Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> all
0: right. <laughs> okay, Joe, back to you.
3: Um,
0: May I remind you that there is a science category that... Yeah, maybe, I know. <laughs> you have. U.S. Capitals. U.S. Capitals. Okay. What is the capital of Montana? Is it Jackson, Lincoln, Helena, or Lansing?
2: Helena,
0: correct. Ben, back to you. Was that a two pointer? No, that was that was a one pointer.
2: But I was behind the line. <laughs> 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 My foot was behind the line.
0: Science. You want science? Oh, yes. awesome, awesome. Okay. In 1969, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. He landed with Buzz Aldrin. What was Aldrin's actual first name? Was it James, Edwin,
3: Albert, or Daniel? I know this. <laughs> well, then at least I took it away from Joe. Um, what are they again? My choices: James, Edwin, Albert, or Daniel.
0: Edwin. Correct. Okay. So Joe has a five-four lead after that. So Joe, back to you now.
2: Uh, U.S. Capitals for five points. <laughs> for f- oh wow! I love it. This that was going that that for the kill. <laughs> What was the
0: first capital of New York? Was it Utica, Kingston, Buffalo,
2: or Troy? Ooh. That's a tough one. Ben, do you know this one? I thought I did, but... Say it again. Um, Utica,
0: Kingston, Buffalo, or Troy? Kingston. Correct. Yes. Five points. That's that's a big one right there. Okay. So Joe's up now ten to four. Do you know why I knew that? So when you when I whenever I'm driving downstate and you pass by Kingston, it actually says on the sign like original capital of 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 New York, which I thought was interesting. But
3: okay, Ben, back to you. Okay. You're Um, down ten to four. um, I'll do movies for five points. Ooh. Ooh. Trying to get back in. Ooh. Okay, this will, be, this, will, this will be very interesting.
0: Okay. In the movie Miracle, this actor plays legendary coach Herb Brooks. Is it Clint Eastwood, Kurt Russell, Ray Liotta, or Kevin Bacon? What are my choices again? Clint Eastwood, Kurt Russell, Ray Liotta, or Kevin
3: Bacon? Plays wait. Um, Plays legendary coach Herb Brooks. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's wait. <laughs> that, Joe Joe's like hey, you know right, this. Dude? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Dead air is great for the podcast. Does he have a time limit? No, da, da, no, it's okay. Da, da,
3: da, 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 da. I mean, phone a uh, friend. There's. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, that is, that's that's messing with my head, but um, I guess Kurt Russell? Correct.
2: Oh, okay. you cheated. <laughs> wow.
3: So just as Joe thought he gained control, Ben is right back in it. So wow. Joe, in my head, I picture somebody, you know what? I'm getting mixed up with a Friday Night Lights dude. Oh. Oh,
0: oh yeah, good. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I see what uh-huh. you mean. Okay, so Joe, now you, I can see it. you were up 10 to 9. What category would you like? Uh, movies. Okay, final question for movies now. In the movie Home Alone, where did Kevin's family travel to? Was it Paris, London, New York, or Los Angeles? Paris. Correct. Okay, Joe is now up 11 to 9. Ben, back to you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Movies are done.
3: That's it for movies. Um, All right, science. Science. Back to science. Okay. What can sharks
0: sense that humans can't? Is it electricity Earthquakes, radiation, or carbon dioxide. What were the choices again? Electricity, earthquakes, radiation, or carbon dioxide. Electricity. Correct. (laughs) Okay, this is very close. I'm I'm very excited. This is this is very close. Joe, back to you now. U.S. history for five. That you only get one.
3: (laughs) You think I would forget or something?
0: Okay. <clears throat> um, What year did the United States enter into World War One? Was it 1915, 1916,
2: 1917, or 1918? Mm. I always get this one confused. It's 1917. Correct. Yes. Well, that's a that's a that's that's
3: a, that's a big that's a deep pull right
2: kind there. I
0: always
3: remember 17 or 18.
2: Okay,
0: Ben,
3: back to you now. All right. um... Since Joe seems to like them, a U.S. history question. Okay,
0: final U.S. history one. Where was the Constitutional Convention held? Was it Salem, Philadelphia, New York City, or Boston?
3: Oh. My Hamilton fans should know this. <laughs> um, the Constitutional Convention was held in. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> ben is. I'm
0: stumping Ben with these. By the it, way, you learn a lot when you actually put the game together. I didn't know some of
3: this. It was in going with my gut here, Philadelphia.
0: Correct. Oh, shame on <laughs> you! Didn't know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. U.S. history is done. The remaining two categories are science and um, state, state capitals. capitals. Okay. So we have two questions left. We have two questions left in science and one question left in state capitals. What's the too. score right now? It's 12 to 11, Joe. State capitals. State, okay, we're going to finish off state capitals then. What is the state capital of Wyoming? Is it Olympia, Richmond, Salem, or Cheyenne?
2: Cheyenne.
0: Correct. Okay, Joe is up 13 to 11. Ben, this will be your last question, so you will not be able to... Come back today, but we'll, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what we'll see yes, what, it's you, what a, it's you can a do. Rolling. So I've clenched. So so you so you need so Ben, you have only science questions left. So yes. I will
3: ask you a science question. Okay. So the closest I can get is one behind them. Potentially, yes. Mm-hmm. What okay. is
0: the process a single cell uses to divide into two new identical cells called? Is it active
3: transport, cloning, catabolism, or mitosis? mitosis. Correct. Correct. That was an easy one. <laughs> I was going to say, fourth graders out there, remember that. <laughs> okay, Joe, your final question will be science,
0: and it is a two-pointer. So oh, that's, come on. So that's, so, that's,
3: <laughs> I could, so that's
0: why it said to you, like, you could potentially be one-pointer. Some insurance. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. In what year was Pluto declassified as a planet? Was it 2003, 2005, 2006, or 2008? 2008, no 2006. Okay, so that concludes today's trivia. So it, did, you, did you enjoy that? It was. Yeah. By the way, both interesting. Of, both of you guys going just absolute confidence, five point questions. I mean, Ben, you had a little a little hesitancy there, mm-hmm. but Joe went right for it, and and you didn't wait. You went right after him again. Uh-huh. Joe was sniffing the blood, and you and, <laughs> and, you, and you and you and you just went right back at him. So I thought that was fun. I hope you guys enjoyed
2: that. That was. Well, I was. Dead. Beginning, I was confused. I thought I got my own <laughs> sports question. Well, now you know. Moving forward, that's <laughs> why I said. That's why I said it's
0: a combination of Jeopardy and Who All Wants right. to Be a Millionaire. So, what's okay. the final score? The
3: score is Joe
0: Joe is ahead thirteen to twelve right now. Not bad. I have not established
3: how I'll many think. rounds we will have.
0: <laughs> we might not even we might not have one for another month. Who knows? Also, but I will say it'll
3: just be a little addition to the pod that I think is fun. I will say shout out to the literacy volunteers. Which, unfortunately, I don't believe we're going to have a trivia contest yes, this year. So it's
2: an annual ritual.
3: Yes. Yeah, so this, Joey, was a nice. Um, did you enjoy? Yes. Yeah, absolutely okay. for that. So. I
0: had fun putting that together. I did yes. that. I did yeah. that. I just. I did that. Um, I did that. Kind of. Well, when did I do it? Well, kind of last night. Kind of this morning. Did it on my phone and then kind of printed it out. I had sheets. I was very professional. Yeah. With it. I helped the listeners at home. played long. So. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was fun, but. To uh, kind of get into some of the other local news stuff, Kara and I actually had talked about um, the town of Plattsburgh and, and the city of Plattsburgh and, and all their nice agreements and kumbaya, yes. and kumbaya moments. Um, but what what was your guys' take on what happened on what oh, was announced at least on Monday? And I'll start with you, Joe, because you have seen the city and the town go at it for so long now.
2: Yes, it was. It was really was a historic moment for the city and town relations over the years. Um, as we said in our editorial, the two entities have been coexisting a long time, back going back to the Revolutionary War. And for the <laughs> most part, it hasn't been a problem. Um, but in the last few decades, I would say, some things have come up. Um, and a lot of it has to do with um, who the leadership is in each entity at the time. Um, there have been... Some squabbles here and there over over the years, uh, but it really came to a head over this Falcon Seaboard um, issue in 2017 when the city felt it was being wronged by a uh, 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 an agreement that was added on uh, to fund the town special assessment districts. Yeah, a lawsuit ensued, um, and then the city had designs on annexing Greaves Lane property another legal battle ensued so and when colin reed was mayor he and the supervisor mike cashman of town Plattsburgh, let's face it they just didn't get along they didn't speak um and things hit a roadblock right um now with chris rosenquist as mayor he sat down with cashman they hammered out this agreement which i think is going to be good for the whole region a city and town the two biggest municipalities in the area, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where all the government and commerce and all the action is, really. Yeah. In the city and the town, the Route 3 corridor, downtown. So they're the drivers of the county. So to have them working in concert is only going to benefit um, the rest of the county and the rest of the region. So it's a positive step, a good move forward, and um, it was interesting to see. Yeah, Ben, what were your thoughts? Well, if I recall
3: in my look back on um, work is that, as Joe has said, there's been up and down, especially I thought back in like the, um, I thought it was in like the mid-90s and that kind of thing, that um, relations were kind of tense. And so it's it's interesting that you would think that there's just a natural move toward cooperation, but that hasn't always been the case. So it is good to... um to see them kind of having communication. Yeah,
2: over the years there's always been talk of, oh, the city and town should merge, Mm -hmm. one entity. Well, okay, maybe, but there's so many questions with that and so many things that would have to happen. Um, Number one, the city benefits from municipal lighting department, which is some of the cheapest electricity in the country. And if they merged with the town, they would automatically lose that. Right. Um, City has a paid police department paid fire department uh town doesn't um and how would you police an area that would go from downtown to cumberland head to Katyville to cliff haven right Uh, it's a big area Mm -hmm. Um, so it would be a lot to manage so i don't know if merging the two would be really feasible in many respects um there's also been talk of just Putting the commercial district, the Route Three corridor, into the city, um, and then that, then what does that do to the town? It takes away all their. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think the two can coexist. Um, and you know it happens every other region of the country. Yeah. You have two municipalities that are similar in size, similar in uh, uh, everything else. So.
3: Well, and the other thing is that, and Joe can maybe speak this as well, but is that for we put it up on Facebook, and one of the big reactions in the public was that in this day and age, and especially I guess with kind of leadership in the same Town, it was nice that our leaders actually sat down and talked to each other, and um, that you know people want communication in the government; they don't want just press releases and press conferences and you know, grandstanding to a certain degree. They want people to sit down at the table and actually talk to each
2: other. Well, and, and that's that's true true leadership, many would say. Um, you know, can we get things done? Um, and, you know, both Supervisor Cashman and the Mayor Rosenquist said that uh, for the first three months since Chris Rosenquist took office on uh, January 1st, they met weekly pretty much, and they hammered this out and got it done. Um, tomorrow night, they will be, which will be Thursday night. Yes. They'll be voting each town, or the town board and the city council will vote, formally vote to approve it. And there will be a signing ceremony Friday morning at the chamber. Oh, very nice. Um, so it's, it's on its way. But again,
3: it's, it's just a, you know, in... In a lot of people's views, it seems um, just a sign of good government working together, so
2: which is nice. Absolutely, maybe together they can bring us a roller coaster. Yes, yes, include
3: that in the compact. <laughs> should, <laughs> just... what, should we put like what should the title for this
0: podcast be? Should it be like trivia? I think it should be like Trivia Night slash Joe Wants a Roller Coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think that would be good. But um, I just wanted to say, and I said it, I said it to Kara. I just wanted to say as far as the um, agreement between the city and town, it's only going to benefit, hopefully, the public, you know, residents within the town and the city. And I think when you have leadership working together, only positive things can hopefully come from that, um, even if there's a little hiccups along the way and stuff, because that's naturally something that will probably happen. I think that uh, I think everybody's going to benefit from this in one way or another. It might take a little bit of time, um, but it's good, it's good to see for sure.
2: It's better than fighting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the photo that you took at their little like announcement on Monday, um, was that Chris Rosenquist's
3: dog?
2: No, that was Patrick McFarland's dog. My goodness, that is gigantic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type
3: of dog is that? That's a Bernese Mountain dog, he, something right? like that. Mm-hmm. His name is Omar. I like him. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was a
0: Patrick large.
2: Patrick Farland, the counselor from Ward Five in the city. I like those kind of dogs. Yeah, yeah that was a
0: very large dog. I just had to mention that because I posted the photo that you took on Monday on the PR Instagram, and um, I saw that, and I just said to myself, "Wow, that is a very large dog."
2: You know that dog. Um Gets a lot of attention everywhere it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, rightfully <That's a, laughs> so. <laughs>
0: That's
3: awesome. But what else um, would you guys like to
2: well, just another you know? There's been, there's, oh, go ahead. Yes. Yeah,
3: is, um, I didn't know if you and Kara talked about, but um, the Johnson Johnson. Um,
0: we did a little bit. Uh, yes. What What was your What is your guys' take on on that situation?
2: I think, and and I'm guessing Kara was probably saying the same thing that, <coughs> excuse me, that. Everybody needs to be careful about overreacting to this type of news. Um, yeah, it's a vaccine. Um, all vaccines have, uh, you know, one or two things that you got to be aware of. Um, and I think, given the numbers with six cases of blood clots, considering the millions of doses that are have been handed out, um, it's probably normal. Um, but you know, it's the right thing to pause and check and make sure everything's everything's okay. Um, but I know there is a concern that this could increase vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, amongst people. Um, but we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But um, you know, it, it it got people's attention. Oh, without without a question. Well, ben. I think
3: my big takeaway from it is that from the um the sidebar article that Carol wrote is that it speaks to the efficiency of the local vaccine effort. That basically officials are saying you know. They shouldn't slow things down for us too much, which is good. yes yeah. That the last thing we want is for um, vaccine vaccinations to come to a halt. So, well, the
2: Johnson and Johnson, which is the one shot, yeah, uh, variant, uh, type of vaccine, as opposed to two shots for the Moderna and Pfizer, was aimed there. They were trying to aim it more towards rural um, populations, uh, people that are outlying and have trouble getting into uh, larger areas yeah. for vaccines and homebound people a lot of professional uh, athletes are also getting the johnson and johnson oh i did not know that yeah Because
0: okay, it's, it's kind of it's pitch. it's easier for them in a sense it, it, you know, qu- it's quicker because they want to get all the players vaccinated the ones who want to at least they want to get them vaccinated to get that process done sooner um Some guys, a couple couple guys from the Yankees, um, Gio Urshela is actually one of them. uh, He was recently uh, put on the COVID protocol list that the MLB has, not because he had COVID, but because he was actually experiencing symptoms from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Um, And that's been a a large topic. A lot of the Golden State Warriors also got the vaccine, and a lot of them actually got it on the same day. Um, And I think they either had a game that night or the next day. And there were a lot of guys actually out that day. And it fits the timeline that we've heard for any of the types of vaccines, um, about 24 hours or so. So I think that's interesting. And it makes sense for athletes to get, you know, speed up the process at least, if it's available in that sense. Right. Because also, too, we've, I don't know what it would be like for professional athletes, but so say uh, a guy in the Yankees gets a shot, in the Bronx or something like that. But what if they're on the road a couple of weeks later? What do you do? Um, that type of thing, if you go from one shot to a second shot. I'm sure something could get worked out. These are professional athletes. They have ways of doing different things. But the Johnson & Johnson just seems like the
2: easiest thing to do. Um, no, it's all very interesting. I know Johnson & Johnson, um, They believe, I believe they bought part of Eastman Kodak's uh, research um business way. I mean, obviously line. they're they're a big operation. Yeah. I mean everyone knows Johnson mm. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. But um
3: I found it, you know, kinda refreshing that the officials that we interviewed for the paper, they basically all said, you know, as Joe was saying, it's it's prudent to take a pause for a second and, you know, step back and make sure everything is safe. Um, even though they do um, you know, um they urge and they emphasize that the vaccines, for the most part, seem to be very, very safe. So yeah, and um, but you know, in talking to my mom the other day, is that she um, brought up um, you know thalidomide, the infamous um,
2: children of thalidomide. Yes, yes.
3: is the infamous um, <clears throat> chemical, the drug, I guess, that was given to pregnant women back in the what was it, the fifties? Fifties, yeah, mm-hmm. and then led to birth defects and terrible case. Um, again, a case of science not being you know, monitor correctly. So again, um, I guess my thought would be is that if people are nervous, then I can understand that it's chemicals, it's science, it's it's scary sometimes. But um, it seems like the people are, you know, um, doing their best to make sure everything is on the level. Well, so. there's always risk,
2: but I think with what we've seen, the devastation COVID has caused, um, I think a lot of people will think it's, it's worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yes, without a
3: doubt. Um anything else that you guys wanted to talk about before we wrap things up? Well one more thing that I want to mention oh. was um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Go go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe is given the, the wrap it up for all <laughs> now. Which I, I just pictured Joe as the producer outside the studio holding <laughs> up the sign and <laughs> We gotta go, we gotta go. But one more thing is just the fact that um Joe's um article for the Sunday special um Last weekend, I didn't know if Joey had a chance to. Um, yeah, I, I talk.
0: It. I talk with Joe about it.
3: Actually. Yes, is that I, I can't um, believe it. it was ten years ago that I those know. Floods happened. Recapping the flood of 2011, which as I said to Joe is um, definitely you know um, I was in college back then, but then is that um, I was home that summer, obviously, and I went around and took a lot of photos of because. As Joey probably remembers, and as Joe certainly this, there were some surreal scenes <laughs> back then. It's like I was down in Essex County, and so I took photos of like the um, the ferry dock down there was washed out, and wow, the parks were often underwater. You had a lot of things of, like picnic tables, <laughs> like just floating all around, and it was it was weird. And so that definitely yeah. left an impression.
2: And if you drive to Lake Placid and you go through Allsable Forks,
3: Irene was here.
2: Was it Irene? Yes or was it the 2011? No. I know what that's I no, know. No,
3: yes, that was Irene. That wasn't 2011. Okay. Yes. But the but watermark I, is yes. in the it's crazy. Yeah. feet high. Yeah. Yes. That's and, crazy. But
2: there was in the 2011 floods there was a, there was a campground down in that area that was just Completely yes. underwater, and
3: even on um, Sable Point, I remember going there, and yes. there was um yes, obviously. Well, I don't even think you could go that far into there. Know. No, I don't uh, think you know, either. Um, uh, you, is, you know,
2: or you go to you go over the ferry to go to Burlington. You yes. know that long causeway mm-hmm. that was almost underwater. Yes, oh, and, yeah. I know. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I, um,
0: that that probably yeah that. Because the water level there, when it's normal, isn't that far from the actual roadway. And the
3: thing that I take away from it in in speaking with Eric Day, um, as he did, Joe, the um, county emergency director, is um, that the numbers that he was talking about, you know, or as you mentioned, is that I think it was like...
2: 103.
3: Yeah. Well, it's normally 100. So 103, you know, three feet. You know, when we talk about like, you know, climate change and that kind of thing, people say... Oh well, you know, if climate change gets really bad, you know, is that it's going to be like, you know, and I'm pulling numbers out, but a handful of feet um, of ocean sea level rise, and you're like, oh, you know, well, that's a couple of rulers, you know, what's the big deal? No, it's like three feet of foot everywhere. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot of water. It's major, <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's it's something to think about is the fact that we are only a couple rulers away from. Flooding, <laughs>
2: you know, all that place. And, so. and I was talking to Eric Day about this, as I recall. I think it was one of the schools, either northern Adirondack or northeast Clinton, decided to have their junior prom on the Ethan Allen cruise ship. Oh, no. And they couldn't do it because the water was so high that the boat could not dock. Oh, that's um, awesome. In pla- in pla- <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible, but that's it awesome. Is <laughs> you have this great idea. Let's have our prom on the cruise ship. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, that uh, it really uh, falls uh, off.
3: Sorry, kids. Uh, the boat can't reach the dock. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: essentially what happened.
3: No. So, again, um, it's a reminder, as we often get up here, that Mother Nature, yep. if it wants to kick your butt, it can kick your butt some. Yeah,
0: for sure. But, no, I think this episode was fun. Hit upon yes. a lot of different things. Got some trivia going on. Joe has a small lead, but you can listen to this uh, podcast on com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and you can also find... The podcast link on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook accounts, and Joe, sign us off.
2: Thanks again, everybody, for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support, and please, everybody, we wish you a little weak side help. <laughs>